back and they score! And Jeru's got it! He deflects it by Antti And the Flyers have some magic left as they win it in overtime. Voracek cutting on in. Voracek to the middle of the shot. He scores! It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. Look at He scores! That's what the people came to see. Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro Giovanni and Dave Morris. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5 Minute Major Radio. No master this week, just Dave here for your listening pleasure. A quick little playoff update. Uh, Master and I will be back for a full podcast next week, whether that's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday will be decided, but it will be coming to you then. Um, So pretty much where we kind of get into a Stanley Cup playoffs update here, there is a little tidbit of Flyers news um, coming in from the past two days. The NHL draft lottery took place for the Flyers were selected to pick 14th overall, but due to the Arizona Coyotes getting caught cheating and thus forfeiting their first-round pick this year, the Flyers will be picking 13th overall. Um, So that's a little bit of tidbit there for news in regards to the draft. Personally, um, with how crazy this draft year has been due to COVID, I am hoping the Flyers package the 13th overall pick and trade it to some other team in a package for um, a right-handed number one defenseman, i.e. Kovkov, Seth Jones, etc. But we shall see what happens in that regard. Um, Moving on to some prospects, which I know every fan loves hearing, especially after this season. Um, The Flyers did sign arguably their top goalie prospect not in the system currently, and that is Swedish goalie Samuel Erson, um, signed to a three-year entry-level contract. Um, He was the club's fifth-round pick, 143rd overall in the 2018 NHL entry draft. Um, You know, he's been a pretty good overall goalie over in the SHL in Sweden. He's 21 years old, 6'2", 176, catches left. He could be a really good viable option uh, for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms or even with the Reading Royals if need be next season. Um, This is just some little fun tidbits about Erickson. He completed his second full season in the SHL, which is Sweden's top pro league um, in Brynäs. Um, this past year, he was 15, 25, and two with a 296 goals against average and a 911 save percentage and had three shutouts. And he appeared in 42 of the club's 52 regular season games. Um, of course, the record isn't very good. Brightness wasn't a great team this season, so they were sent to the relegation round because they do that over in Sweden. And in that relegation series, in a five game series, he went four and one where he had a 1.3 goals against average and a 9.49 save percentage. Um, so Brian is staying up in the big leagues over in Sweden. Um, and before turning pro with Brynäs, he spent 2018-2019 in Sweden's uh, junior level, um, where his numbers were fantastic, 27-9. 
with a 1.95 goals against average and a 9.33 save percentage. So this kid has the makings to be another probably pretty successful goalie, but goalies are weird and have that voodoo about them, so we never know. Um, but the club does think very highly of him, and there is a good chunk of the fan base that does actually like uh, Erickson as a goalie prospect, so we'll see what can become of him. Um he, of course, also did represent Sweden in the 2018 World Junior Championships where he was 3-0 in the round robin and helped Sweden go a perfect 4-0. Um, of course, that Sweden did not win the championship that year, but he was still 3-1 with a 2.23 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. So, you know, all the goalie marks where you look at, where you look at goalie statistics and you want to see good numbers. He pretty much has those in a junior level and in pro league over in Sweden, which is comparable to AHL average numbers. So, um, but he is young. So some time to marinate will be good for him, especially adapting to the North American game. But um, I personally held Erickson in a higher regard than Felix Sandstrom uh, or even Kirillus Domenko. Um, so potentially, you know, if things were to ever go sideways with Carter Hart, I feel as though the Flyers have a pretty good backup option of this plan, but, you know, fingers crossed, Hart stays what Carter Hart is, and we all know what he can be. So, um, but there's there's a good B, B option here. Um, and finally, you know, he's just the third member of the 2018 draft class to be signed by the team, and that includes Joel Farabee and Wyatt Wiley. Uh, so that pretty much wraps up this Flyer segment for this week's uh, podcast. So kind of moving on to the Stanley Cup playoffs, which are in full heat right now. Um, we are in the midst of the semifinals. Um, you know, the, all the first round series are over and I'll just kind of move across the board here, give quick updates. Um, the New York Islanders beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in six, a series where you love to see both teams lose. Uh, the Lester two evils won and advanced. Um, a series in which, you know, I pretty much thought it was going to go six games, win six games, and they were close games. So nothing too concerning there. The Washington Capitals, after winning game one, proceeded to then lose four games in a row to the Boston Bruins. And the Boston Bruins defeated the Capitals in five games pretty easily. Um, that was a shock, but... Washington's goaltending was a big problem and they couldn't rebound from it. And there, some of their stars disappeared while Ovechkin was Ovechkin. Uh, Washington has a problem with their defense, their goaltending. And if getting Kuznetsov is not the same player, he was just two or three years ago when they won the Stanley cup, moving on to the Carolina hurricanes and the national predators, the national predators did make this series interesting, but the, at the end of the day, the better team won. Carolina defeated the Predators in six games. Um, in Carolina, in those wins, they were either pretty dominant or it was a gutsy comeback overtime win, which is how they won the last two games of the series to advance. And then, of course, the series that I thought would, would be over in five games took six. But at, again, at the end of the day, the much better hockey team won in the Tampa Bay Lightning over the Florida Panthers. Um Florida, you know, with Spencer Knight coming in, did make it a series. He gave them some life. Um, but the Panthers just, they can't match the Lightning's firepower. And the Panthers have a big, big problem going into next season, and that is their goaltending. And what do they do? 
Uh, you have Sergey Bobrovsky making $10 million. Uh, then you have Chris Drager. And then, of course, you have Spencer Knight, who is the heir apparent. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen. I, I, I really don't think you can move out of Sergey Bobrovsky's contract. And I think, honestly, if Florida leaves Chris Drieger unprotected, Seattle will claim him in, in the expansion draft. Um, so that's going to be very, very interesting there. Moving out to the other side of the league, um, in a series that I thought was going to go at least five games, Colorado swept the St. Louis Blues. Um, Ryan O'Reilly's quote of, we're going to have some fun and beat them, uh, did not happen. The Blues were never in any game in this series, and the Avalanche are an absolute wagon. Um, again, a sweep of the St. Louis Blues. Um, pretty much the Colorado Avalanche are the... You know, they were everything they were advertised to be going into the playoffs and then and then some um, moving on in a series that I thought was going to go at least five or six games. It went the full distance. It went seven um, with the Vegas Golden Knights beating the Minnesota Wild in seven games. Uh, the Wild showed a lot of moxie and courage. Uh, but again, like I said in previous matchups, the better hockey team did win, even though the Wild um, do have a better overall regular season record throughout their history against the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas did win um, behind some spectacular goaltending from Marc-Andre Fleury in round one. Um, and Vegas is probably one of the most deep teams in the league presently, regular season and playoffs. Going on to a series that um, is the talk of the town right now, the or was the talk of the town with a team still being the talk of the town, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. The Montreal Canadiens came back from being down 3-1 in this series to win this series in seven. But the bigger story is the Maple Leafs collapse. Um, it was pretty bad. <laughs> um, didn't get to watch too, too much of this series, but I did watch the closing games of this series. There were games where Toronto could have, you know, won in in um, in game five or game six in overtime, but Montreal scored game five. Montreal scored like two minutes into overtime, and then game six it went a little bit deeper into overtime. Um, but man, Toronto just there is something. There's something wrong with that team. There is something wrong with the build and the construction. Um, you know, they have their star players every year light up the regular season, but when it comes to playoffs, they can't get the job done, and you don't know what's going to happen. They've got questions with goaltending. They've got questions with defense, and the offense is certainly there, but not when it matters most. And the Toronto Maple Leafs actually now have the longest Stanley Cup drought in the entire NHL, which I believe is at 55 years. Um, so there's pain is the word in Toronto. Um, there's lots of talk of, will Zach Hyman be back? Cause he's a free agent. Um, Morgan Riley has one year left on his deal. Is he going to get traded? A lot of the fan base wants Mitch Marner gone because apparently he doesn't have the, the, um, mental capacity to play in Toronto when it matters most, even though he was elite leader on points in the regular season. Um, but it's getting down to the point now where the Maple Leafs, they actually, they have the skill, they have all the talent in the world. Um, but when it matters most, they just can't get the job done. So we'll see what happens there. Props to the Montreal Canadiens. They came back and battled. I think proved everyone wrong. 
I don't think the only person who I saw who picked the Canadians to win the series in seven was RA from Spitting Chicklets. Everyone else big in the hockey world had Toronto winning in five or six games. Um, moving on to another series in Canada, um, one that went the complete opposite way that I thought it was going to go was the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. And the Winnipeg Jets ended up sweeping the Edmonton Oilers for nothing. Um, there were a couple overtime games involved in there. Um, but the big thing here is just Winnipeg's depth and Winnipeg's goal goaltender and Connor Hellebuck really came to play and won them the series. Um, they kept Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in check. And if you do that, you can almost beat the Oilers and Mike Smith in net was not the Mike Smith we saw in the regular season for the Oilers. And it cost them dearly. Um, the Oilers have a big, big problem where if if you if they if you shut down their two stars, their superstars, um, they have no other weapons to beat you. Um, so there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in Edmonton, and um, you would hope that their management has learned that they just can't depend on Drysital and McDavid to win, because while that may work in the regular season. Come playoffs, you need all four of your lines to be dangerous. And Edmonton just does not have that. <coughs> so, but there you have it. That's your first round, um, you know, series update there. Moving on to the semifinals now. You have the New York Islanders playing the Boston Bruins. Currently in that series is at Boston leading two to one. Um a regulation win in game one. Islanders won in overtime in game two. And then, of course, last night, the Boston Bruins won in overtime again thanks to a sharp angle shot from Brad Marchand that Simeon Varlamov just straight up, in my opinion, was lazy in guarding his post. Where if he had hugged the post better and had been higher up on his angle, he makes that save. But he tried to cheat a little bit on his angle, and it cost him and his team dearly. Um, again, this is a series... Um, where I think a lot of Flyers fans wish that both teams would lose um, because it's the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders. Um, I just hope it goes seven, and I hope that whoever wins gets the piss beat out of them and they lose in the next round. Um, it's been debated about who I want to win this series more. Honestly, if I'm going to pick between Boston or New York, and which city I hate more. Um, it really, it depends on the day. It's a coin flip, um, but it's been a good series. It's been an entertaining series so far to watch. Um, we go on to this next series. You have the Tampa Bay lightning and the Carolina hurricanes. The lightning currently lead this series two to one. Uh, Carolina did get a overtime winning game three last night in Tampa with Tampa winning both games. First two games of the series on the road. Um, so Carolina getting back in the series, they, they switched goalies, started Peter, Peter Morazic last night and it seemed to work for them. Um, we'll see if they can even up this series here, uh, come when it comes to game four. Um, this is a series where I, I like both these teams. I wanted both of them to win the first round. So whoever, I personally think whoever wins this series will go on to defeat the winner of the Boston 
New York Islanders series. So I'll be happy with whoever, with whoever comes out on this end. Moving out to the other side of the league, since there's no conferences this year because of the COVID realignment, you have the Colorado Avalanche against the Vegas Golden Knights, where Colorado is up 2-0 in this series. I believe game three is slated for tonight. Um, Vegas wasn't really involved in game one, and they started Robin Leonard in net instead of Flurry for game one, and they got shit kicked um, where they were not in that game at all. Game two, they, they did provide a little bit of a little more gusto going back to Flurry in net, um, but it ended up being Colorado getting a overtime victory thanks to the Moose, Miko, Rantanen. Um, you know, this is a series where unless Vegas really, if Vegas can play like they did in game two and win, they're going to make it interesting. But I mean, if Colorado keeps on doing what they've been doing since round one, um, I feel like they're going to pretty easily handle the Vegas Golden Knights here. Um, but I could see this going six or seven games, especially if Vegas gets back to being at the level they're at. Um, but we shall see. And then, of course, moving down to Montreal and Winnipeg. Uh, Montreal currently leads this series 1-0 after a Game 1 victory um, that had a quite a controversial uh, event. As everyone knows, um, towards the end of the game, the dying, dying moments of the game, Jake Evans scores an empty net goal and then is obliterated by Mark Shifley, um, heavily concussed, knocked out, out indefinitely stretchered off the ice. Um, in regards to the hit itself, not a dirty hit in regards to where, you know, body parts were located. Um, it wasn't a direct hit to the head or anything like that. It was actually a, a big, if it was a normal circumstance during play, it's a good, clean, huge hit with unfortunate events. But however, since, the hit technically took place after a goal was scored and play was dead. And there was plenty of time where Shifley had time to decide to not hit Jake Evans. Um, it was a dirty move and a scumbag move. It was a deliberate intent to injure. Um, I know if you go on a website with a certain bird for a logo, it is on a hot topic debate where you're either saying Lee got this one right, or they got it wrong. Personally, I think it did deserve a suspension. Four games does seem a little steep, um, but everyone needs to realize that the league and George Paros and the Department of Player Safety is going to be overanalyzing every discipline move they make because of how wrong they got the Tom Wilson situation, and that has affected every call in regards to discipline they've made since then. They are now overreacting to try and meet public eye, but, of course, it's the NHL, and it's George Paros, and no matter what they do, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Um, but I think also in suspending Mark Shifley four games, the NHL is in removing they, – they did not like – the NHL did not like what happened in the first game after the Tom Wilson-Artemi Panarin incident. It was a fight night at MSG – and the league got heavily scrutinized for it, even though the, a good chunk of the NHL's fan base loved it. Another good chunk that is against fighting 
did not. Um, and the league did not like what happened in that rematch. Um, so they, the league then must think by removing Shifley for four games, um, it will temper tempers in this series. Um, but only time will tell. It is a huge loss for the Winnipeg Jets, who already aren't an offensively minded team. They're losing their number one center. <clears throat> so, um, if Montreal can build upon it, and if they can keep on getting Carey Price, getting excellent goaltending, they'll win this series. But I do think this will go seven. Um, I think it matches up very well. And I do think Winnipeg, if Connor Hellbuck can be solid and net again, if their team defense can rise up to the level it was against the Edmonton Oilers, they'll be, you know, good as rain to continue. And then, of course, they will get, they go seven. They will get Mark Shifley back, I believe, for game six. So we shall see what happens there. Um, but that is pretty much it for this week's episode of Five Minute Major Radio. Like I said, a quick playoff update with a little tidbit of Flyers news. Uh, Masher and I will be back next week with a full episode where you will get your normal 45 minutes plus of our lovely hockey opinions. Um, thank you to everyone for always for listening and your sponsorship. Loved the good feedback and um, notes we received from the Jim Jackson podcast. That was huge for us. Um, but everyone, you know, uh, hope you had a pleasant Memorial Day. It is now officially summer, well, unofficially officially summer here. Um, keep on staying safe. Keep on staying healthy. Um, and keep on watching that good playoff hockey. See you guys next week.